When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 8 of the Fluxwatcher podcast. I'm Kobe. And I'm Helen. Joining us today are Rachel and Simon from the science fiction podcast Level Up Human, reviewing, unsurprisingly, the science fiction film Advantageous. Guys, if you want to get in touch, join us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod. Come and visit us on our website, flixwatcher.tv, and go to iTunes. Subscribe to us, review, and share with your friends, because sharing is caring. So guys, just as a big reminder, all films on the podcast were available on Netflix at the time of recording. There will be bad language. There will be spoilers. I hope you enjoy it. See you later. Welcome to this edition of Flix Watcher, and we are joined by Rachel and Simon from Level Up Human. Do you want to say hello, introduce yourselves, and tell us a little bit more about the podcast? Yeah, sure. So I'm Simon. I'm the host and co-creator, along with... Rachel. Hello. I'm the producer. And Level Up Human is... We're putting together design spec for the next stage of human evolution, and we take suggestions from scientists, engineers, mathematicians, our audience, and comedians to try and find out how you would improve mankind. Yeah, so you can check us out. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, all the usual places. And also, please send us your suggestions to uh, Level Up Human at, well, at Level Up Human on Twitter and levelupyuman.com online. Yeah. We'll link yeah. to all, yeah, definitely link to all those guys. It'll be good to see what people from Flix Watcher are suggesting for the next level of human evolution. Yeah, it's, it's I'm a I'm intrigued. Pro- but what's kind of the weirdest one that you've had so far? Well, the one that shocks me is because we've had to ban it because every single audience we've asked, someone has wanted a tail. Really? Yeah, that's a, a very, very common thing. But why was that? Because that's a de- well, we evolved out of having a tail, so why would they want to get the tail back? Well, it seems to be varied. I think for a start, like I, I'm kind of pro prehensile anything. You know, actually having something else to pick some stuff up, uh, like another pair of hands, that'd be great. But just some people want to kind of something they can wag, show if they're or, happy. Or um, put bangles on. Yeah, accessories was one of the reasons listed. Sophie Meekings yeah. suggested yeah. that. Had mm. glow in the dark testicles. Why did we have glow-in-the-dark testicles? I've forgotten why. I'm going to take that as a soundbite, by the way. Why did we have glow-in-the-dark testicles? <laughs> I think Danielle Ward summed it up best when somebody else asked this on the episode by saying, you know when you can't find your penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so not all their suggestions are serious, but we can go into some good science behind it. Yeah. There was some really good stuff about science podcast. Um, uh, growing a separate liver. Oh, yes. That one you could kind of take to the pub with you and feed that one. Yes, and there is, in fact, some some recent development in portable kidneys. Oh, so yeah. So you don't have to hook one. yourself yeah. up to a dialysis machine for hours right. on end and be stationary. You can take a little portable kidney along with you to the pub and just put it on the pub table and so on. So we get into quite a lot about things that have actually happened, as well as the blue sky world of what would you like. And we're here talking about today about Advantageous. So, yes. Simon, you chose the film to... You tell us why you chose it and give us a synopsis. Well, did you know, first of all, one of the reasons I chose it was because I'd noticed the icon, the, the, the picture for it. 
many, many years ago. Like, it's got a very haunting image, a good cover. And I know mm. you shouldn't judge a film by its cover, but I did. And as well as that, it's nerdy sci-fi. And I am a sci-fi snob. Like, I... Do you know, it's one of those things I always have to watch myself because I, I, one of my favourite things is to tell people why things they love are rubbish. Mm. And I have to really watch myself for that because I, I keep... I did a... I was doing a talk... At the, it was recently the 60th anniversary of Star Trek. And, I, you know, I do science talks and things. So I was doing a talk at this event. And I had not expected the level of sincerity that there was in the room. Because everybody there, like some of my older presenters who were doing talks at this, came in the uniforms that they actually own. Oh, wow. And were ready to go about this. They asked the panel at the end, who was your favorite Star Trek character? And uh, for a laugh, I said, Jar Jar Binks. And, you know, rather than a laugh, there was an audible intake of breath. So... <laughs> Being a snobby sci-fi lover, you see those things, I think that things like Star Trek is not, sorry, Star Wars is not sci-fi. It's, it's, it's space fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's, it's taking the tropes, like you've made, it's basically Lord of the Rings in space. Yeah. And I'm okay with that, you know, sure enough, like it, but don't, don't pretend that science fiction, whereas this film was the most actual science fiction thing I could find. So I wanted to see was it actually still good. And tell us what happens. Basically, there's a lady, she's getting a bit older, she's being sacked from her job because she's getting a bit older, she's the face of this company, and they offer her the chance for financial security, so she can take her kid, put him into a posh school, so she can keep her job, but this involves having a full body transplant, having effectively her mind downloaded and shoved into a new body, and then you follow the antics, let's go from that. Yeah. The yeah. hijinks that follow. <laughs> it's not comic. I was going to say, what hijinks? What do you guys think about this film? Well, what this, I know you talk about the next level of, or the next stage of human evolution, but could this be an actual stage in human scientific <laughs> development? Can you see this? Could you see this happening? There are people looking into it. That is a, that's a thing. It's an interesting idea. The thing that upset me a bit about it was that they weren't choosing somebody who had something so obviously worth saving mm. she's a really good salesperson and that's what they've trans they've transplanted a really good salesperson into the body of a younger person so that that person can carry on selling for the company she works for and it's fine but it's not a compelling character for me it's like i want to see somebody who is the the, the person who has done 95% of the research into something which is going to save hundreds of thousands of lives brain being translated yeah. into somebody else's body because that that's going to save humanity potentially whereas this is just I mean maybe that's what's interesting about it but this is just somebody and all they're doing is they are allowing her to carry on doing her sales job and it's just, just a bit like well okay see funny i didn't I, that didn't offend me in the least because actually i thought that was part of the point it's effectively showing the all-absorbing nature of, of capitalism and vanity yeah you know, that, i thought that was a deliberate choice perhaps. yeah i think it probably was and furthermore also actually what is both a strength and a flaw from the sort of sci-fi viewpoint to this to my mind was that the other reason why they're not doing it to somebody who's important, the reason why they're effectively conning this woman into getting the treatment is because it's not fully fledged that there are massive side effects. She has pain, she has memory loss, she has all those things. Mm. So it's not being done for the benefit so of the person, it's to sell a product. She's mm. like a guinea pig. She is a guinea pig. Or a canary. Yes. 
Like, well, she's a guinea pig on the stage, isn't she? Because that's she's now the the beta product, and now yeah. she's selling herself. It's like, yeah, I've just done this. This is what I used to look like. Now I look like this. You guys can have this as well. Yes. Mm. But I mean, before we actually go to that, there's quite a bit of turmoil between herself and her daughter as to whether they should. She she seems to try. I mean, it's set in the future, in mm. a in a world where people it seems like when they get to about forty ish, people don't respect you or they have less kind of options. Well, particularly women as well. Yeah. So there are some very kind of specific images of women fishing and women lying on park benches in a way that you just don't see these days. Right. And homeless children and, as well. And homeless children. And they're kind of making the point that women particularly are completely shelved at a certain point. Yeah. Which, um, it's quite stark. The, it is. The, the politics of this is great. I think that's one of the things that really nailed, actually. It's got a point. I think the world of it is very fully and cleverly formed. And believable. And, um, and believable. And the near future is fascinating. It's really, it's quite bleak. They're in an urban setting, but they're quite lonely. She spends a lot of her time talking to bots to the point where she yeah. at one point isn't talking to a bot, but she hasn't really noticed that it is a person. But she's probably so used to talking to like AIs that she's just kind of like she's barking orders at this guy and he's just like he starts trying to chat her up in a slightly <laughs> there's a slightly weird thing where she just wants to know who has put she's she's applying for jobs and somebody has filed a counter reference. So somebody has said this is not a good person to have on your team. And she's talking to this guy going, well, who did that and why? And he goes, do you want me to tell you my star sign as well? And she's like, what? Who, who are you? What is going on? But she thought she was talking to a robot. You don't think she was talking to a robot? Well, or maybe she still was, and that's never resolved, is it? Yeah, I thought she I was. I mean, Siri can be pretty cheeky. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought that was it. I thought there was an idea. Maybe it, maybe it is. This is a disarming... Yeah, I, one, one I, I never quite really, got to the end of that. I thought it really nailed the idea of corporate surveillance as well. Like, she's being spied on by her employers. Mm. Yeah. Like, there's drones used in this. And again, it's the kind of stuff which I find remarkably believable. To my mind, that's the bit that it nailed, was it got... And really rubbish kind of 3D holographic Skype calls... Which yes. you can totally imagine existing quite soon. Every time I see that in a film, I just think, just get, just put a phone on. Because <laughs> it, it, it doesn't look good in the cinema. It doesn't look good on on the film anyway. So just, and there's no benefit from seeing that person, apart from the fact that you can kind of tell that this, because there's a few kind of plot points whereby she was talking to her boss who was effectively firing her. And you could tell that he, that he was looking at someone else in the room as if to try and say, look, I've tried to help you, but I mean, um, I can't really help you because my, my boss is here looking at me saying, I've got to fire you. Yeah. yeah. And then that kind of helps kind of perpetuate the story a bit because she's kind of boxed into a corner. And when you're talking about when she goes to try and get other jobs, all of her claims, all of her references don't don't match up so she's effectively got no options even though she's an intelligent educated previously wealthy and successful person all of a sudden she's got the rug pulled from out of her feet yeah. and i don't know how i got here from talking about holograms i don't think you need holograms maybe maybe that's the again maybe it's a deliberate thing i was wondering if there was that thing of alienation through technology right that was a look it, there was parts where it reminded me a lot of black mirror in many ways and yeah. this is a bit like black mirror light and perhaps a little bit preachier but what it was trying to preach, I think, was quite 
good. I think this was a, I think this was actually pretty damn wholesome in many ways. So why did you think, why you say Black Mirror likes? I, I get the analogy, but why do you think it didn't have the heft or the weight or the bite that an episode of Black Mirror would do? Because like, okay. that's the thing, is Black Mirror is, is in your face. I mean, like, come on, there's one where the Prime Minister gets on with a pig. There's there's <laughs> death, there's destruction, there's all those things. It's it's uh, Black Mirror is actually probably taking a lot from the heritage of the Twilight Zone and the like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Black Mirror is, is a horror show. Would you say in mm. some ways? Think of like White Bear and a couple of the ones. Well, and it's it's quite a heavy satire as well, whereas this yeah. is a lot more gentle and a bit arty. Yeah, gentle, arty, and also like it. So Black Mirror is is about our relationship with technology. I think ultimately this is still about our relationship with each other. This is still a kind of a little bit kitchen soap, or sorry, kitchen sinkish, in terms of the relationship with the kids. Like when I'm talking about being a sort of sci-fi snob mm. and being a geek the, the one thing that actually perhaps did disappoint me about this and this is this is a general trope again of all hollywood so i'm very seldom satisfied when I <laughs> this boils down to I'm, I'm picky when it comes to this is it does suffer from the prototype problem which is people go oh this is going to be horrific and strange and scary and of course it is because it's the first one you'd love to see what the sequel is whenever everybody's got this technology yeah if this is if this is worse so yeah this idea that you can swap bodies like I think that's missing out is that's ultimately a way to eternal life and a way of stopping yourself getting Alzheimer's and a way of stopping yourself. Which Simon thinks disease. is a worthy thing to pursue, incidentally. Yes, yeah, so I, I love Simon that. is very pro eternal life. I think he's absolutely bonkers for that. <laughs> yeah. But that leads to something we disagree And on. I will dance in your grave because I'll be living forever. So <laughs> Well, you're very welcome to. I don't want to be out of the grave. I'll be happily in it. <laughs> Having a, a rest. Alive, alive but, but forever in someone else's body. I agree with you that there is... We're going to have to come back to that, but yeah. No, go, go answer that. Alive in someone else's body? Yeah. Sure, if it's your so, mind, whose body is it? So you'd be quite happy to be... If you were given eternal life, you could, you know, this body is going to be yours. You'd, um, you'd kind think, of take that. Well, yeah, again, if it's that thing of down to choice. So like, so this is this is, again, one of the things that I think is always missed in a lot of sci-fi is because because let's be honest the reason why sci-fi goes all dystopia is because it's interesting like nobody says oh there's this new technology and everything's everyone's all right you know there's you know no one's ever stood up and said you know what i'm really ambivalent about you know there's no <laughs> neutrality in in sci-fi so if it's come to this thing of i can choose my own body and live healthily i see all that as a question of liberty like wh why not why would i not want technology in ways where i can have choice so to my mind, the thing that this maybe gets wrong is it doesn't actually, it skips ahead any of those philosophical questions. It misses some of the hefty philosophical arguments of well, this what is... does it mean to be human by instead focusing on the fact that switching body has side effects. So her, the, the, the dice are loaded against her because she has to take drugs, she's got memory problems, she's got headaches, she's got collapsing. You know, the, the horror is added by the circumstance rather than actually dealing with the philosophical idea of what is it like to trans to change your appearance, to change your life at will. But also, the, my main problem with this film is it doesn't do what I wanted it to do. What did you want it to do? I was interested in her having a new body, but her own mind. What this film does is it's like having a computer which you've given all of the photos of your iPhone, mm -hmm. and that computer then goes on to be you. It's like the, the computer doesn't know anything. It's got different, like this person has different, she's got a different personality. 
from the original character. It's not the original character's mind in a new body that looks different. It is a person who has some of her memories. And that's not actually the same thing. It's not interesting. It's just, it's like someone giving me all of your memories of your life and going, right, you are now Simon, go into the world. And I will go into the world going, well, this doesn't make any sense. No, okay, so the, the, thing which you're, the thing which has been missed there, because actually that is the cool philosophical question, which maybe it doesn't fully deal with. Because actually you could make the argument that if I you were to have all my memories, you are me. Because the brain, you could the make architecture that argument, and the but shape you would of the brain absolutely is. not be correct. Why is that? Because memories do not create someone's personality. Really? What do you think does create personality well, then? Circumstances of upbringing. What your so parents are like. Is that memory? Well, no, it's not memory. It's how it might not be conscious it's how memory, you it's the funnel through which you filter everything that's happened to you. Make... So something happens to me and I'm happy about it, something happens to someone else and it makes them absolutely So you mean experience changes? Because that's what some people would call memory. Some people, this is, this is actually, okay, this but, is the interesting right. discussion. Here's the idea. So say I go through my whole life being raised by my family, going through my experience of life. Yeah. And with all my that, memories. And that right? shapes your brain. And that shapes the not... way that I see things. And then all of my memories are removed and somebody else's are put in. I'm still going to see the world in that same way. Okay. I'm going to filter my memories in a different way. I'm going to see them through a different lens. I don't, and I'm not going to be the same person. And that's what this is about. I don't know if I agree or disagree, actually, because I, th I think you're taking the big assumption there that that those are different things, whereas I think they might be the same. Because actually, it's one of the things that they don't really go into is actually what is what is memory, how is memory processed? No, they don't. And if we're going by what science understands memory to be, again, even then it gets difficult in terms of what they are. But it's got something to do with the interconnectedness of different sets of neurons. So if this stuff is all coded, so if, if for instance, it was possible to clone your brain and put it into a computer, there's no reason to think that it wouldn't be identical. The trouble you really get into here, and something which, again, is completely glossed over and missed in nearly all sci-fi, is what you call Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, which means that the act of observation alters the observed. Mm -hmm. So it could well be that having the process of recording a brain alters the brain. Having said that, I think actually it could well be that we, I have an imperfect memory anyway. We all do. And I have constant brain damage because we all do. And yet I still think I am the same person. I think that the, the best trick that the mind ever pulls is in making us think that we exist at all. So actually, the real question to my mind is how much do you need to be the same? Like you probably don't need 100% copying to effectively be the same. This, I mean, the thing about this film is it doesn't actually go into these kind of depths that much. But it gets you thinking about them and it gets you talking about this. I mean, that's what I'm saying. This discussion you two, I mean, myself and Helen kind of took a step back because it's quite oh, interesting sorry. scene. No, no, of course. It's quite interesting to see how kind of into it you were. But the... Kind of from I'm a cinema point of view, it raises a lot of things, but doesn't really explain them. No, it doesn't really answer because it doesn't. It doesn't go into that kind of depth. I think there could have been a shortening of the kind of, oh, should I do this? Should I not? And that, that kind of dragged on a bit yeah. in the film. Mm -hmm. And then when it came to the kind of her, re the new body rejecting the memories or trying to merge the memories together, I don't think that was done in a way that was kind of emotive. And uh, when she was choosing the the new body that she's going to cho choose. I don't think that was an interesting scene particularly. It was just kind of looking at an iPad going, yeah, no. I would have thought there'd be a bit more kind of thought and a bit more heft 
Well, exactly. So she was looking at pictures, choosing pictures from from the point of view of the observer of the film, the the viewer, the audience. And yet, actually, she's not just choosing pictures. She's choosing a person who will be given some of her memories. And they they could have dealt with this in a completely different way. They could have had her absolute, complete, total personality in a new body and then see how the daughter deals with that. And that is, and how everyone else deals with that, and that raises some more interesting questions, in a sense, for me, than what they did. Yeah, so actually that's, we're effectively having the same problem, which is, is the prototype problem. It's the thing that, you, you, there's, it's different than asking, okay, if this could happen, what would the world be like? Because it's saying that this can't happen because this is the rubbish version of it. Yeah. So like... Yeah, so in that way I agree. But also, I don't think they were trying to... No, no, maybe you're right. No, I agree. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, a prototype problem. I agree with you. There's, yeah, there's other is. things that were perhaps interesting. So we're looking because, like, I think there's lots of lovely, tiny, little, neat parallels. So for a start, the fact that the future is still rubbish for women and the way that they talk about it is great. The the thing you're talking about them sort of scrolling through bodies reminds me so much of internet dating. Like it's effectively it's Tinder, Tinder thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's turning people into shopping, and that's effectively what is happening here as well. The the, the corporate surveillance. The, the, there's lots of nice little, very light touches. Now, having said that, I still had a, a moment halfway through where I was sort of screaming, oh, just kill somebody, please. Oh, sci-fi it up a little bit. Can you make it a bit more dramatic? Can we not like just have Black a Mirror? shark fly through the air? And- <laughs> well, you know, like if, there, was, there was points where I wished, yes, they could make it more action-y. And I again can see why they didn't, because, again, the CGI is, is pretty rubbish. It's, an, like, it's so bad, it's like Stargate kind so of why, thing. Why do you it, it really lets it down. Yeah. I mean, the, f- the future that they managed to create is very believable until for no reason whatsoever, a crap spaceship crashes into somewhere. And then that, it kind of brings it down quite quickly to go, oh, this isn't quite the stylish I film. think that's just a drone though, isn't it? Isn't that, that's I, I the don't... equivalent of somebody having an Amazon parcel delivered by a drone <laughs> and the thing just smashes into a building. And the but kids it's... look up and go, Ugh. and I thought that was, but the point I can see you, that happening did... in my lifetime, just being like, oh, there goes somebody's fucking contact lenses into a building. There's, there's another one, so I just was on it, I remembered. Like, when she was scrolling through taking her options, she goes from being a, like, oriental descent person yeah. to a white person. Like, you know, there's again, there's a racial quality here as well. This, this is light touching on many societal ethical issues mm. and exploring them in a way of actually what's kind of a believable future. That's, again, the kind of capitalism winning thing. You know, if, if you compared that to Bollywood stars lightening their skin and the like, the fact that she's being a salesperson, you know, th- this it's the cynicalness of capitalism is yes. shown, but in a very subtle way, in ways that you don't really notice necessarily, mm. but again, they're there. Helen? I like its ambition and all the topics that you've, you've mentioned, you know, the issues with women kind of being pushed aside in society is great but I kind of felt just having maybe a woman lie in the street or a woman cry it doesn't really explore it fully enough there's loads of there's probably too many things that it's kind of nibbling at and it never really takes something and kind of really explores it or kind of just takes one thing and I felt this it was always kind of like on one level throughout the whole way through Mm. and you're right, nothing really particularly exciting happens in it. So there's no real high points. Um, 
and it's, it's kind of a little bit dull and also there was one bit in it where the the mother says to her daughter you know having you is the happiest i've ever been and there's just no, no emotion. emotion or happiness and it was just that could have been like the one time in the entire film when they they kind of are actually human beings and yeah. you know if she could have hugged her or there would have been some warmth or you'd actually feel like she actually meant it and i don't know well you kind of got the rejection of the memories by the body that she's chosen as well because there's a point where she starts talking about she starts talking to her daughter referencing your mother as a different person so it's like the whole thing has really broken down at that point and it's not even what it was set out to be in the first place which again is like okay but that is yeah it's not exploring what it says it's going to explore it's exploring the fact that what it wanted to explore doesn't work yet so it is like fast forward 200 years make that film it was still, it was still because I'm entirely with it. Funny, Chloe, you might know the you might know the stats in this because what I'd love to know is the way we were talking about here, Helen. It, it, this is Black Mirror light, as mm. we're saying, and with it being Black Mirror light, I've actually reckon it was probably made cheaper than many Black Mirrors. Like there was no big stars in this. The CGI was shoddy. This is an indie flick, isn't it? Well, the main, Very the main, so, yeah. most recognizable, most recognizable person is the the kind of evil director boss lady who's kind of yes puppet mastering her puppet mastering the main lady into the into the role of the new brain transfer type thing i can't remember what her name is jennifer ella yeah yeah who's off of pride and prejudice yes for uk listeners yes so it's a very low budget so that's why when helen was saying about the the spaceship yeah you don't need to expressively say yes we're in the future just have a look there's a spaceship crashing into something to show that's a bad choice i think things like that you just don't need because why bother that's taking money away from it they've set it up quite well and it's very clear that it's in a not too distant future but it's still in the future yeah exactly and i agree with yourself i think i think black mirror light is a perfect kind of phrase for it because there's just no emotion about anything there those the relationship between the mother and the daughter it's quite nice they're playing that french song which i learned at school i think it's a french christmas song right at the start of the film oh, the piano, and, yeah. yeah so that's that's probably the, probably the nicest touch and you see them i think you play they play it at the end again on the piano but there's no kind of she just didn't seem you don't really feel for any of no. the characters and when she goes back and tries to get some money from the the girl's father in that scene with uh, ken jong actually ken jong's probably the most recognizable person he's in, in a lot he was in hangover for example and he's in a lot of american sitcoms really funny guy really cool guy but that scene in the pub where he's trying to she's trying to like this is a last ditch attempt to not have to do this thing just was kind of fell flat really there's just no kind of there's no there's no bite at all yeah there's not much drama to the drama no it, actually i think it's not brilliantly written it's got great ideas. Yeah. Great that's, ideas, that's not great dialogue. Do you know, again, it's, it's probably... Do you know what I was saying again about this is the ridiculous sci-fi snob thing? That's the problem of actually most good sci-fi. It's actually it's bad drama. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of... Getting that mix is, is hard. And, you know, I can count on one hand the sci-fi films that I do love. But I thought this was... For, for something that is cheap and something... I think it had real heart... And it was trying to say something and trying to say quite a lot of things. And maybe if it was a bigger budget, it wouldn't have been allowed to. Actually, well, that's possible as well. I guess well. kind of the big, the bigger budget version of this is sort of the the film The Island, 
with Scarlett Johansson and Ian McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Oh, I haven't seen that. What's... It's it's basically where they're on this island and there's some kind of prize where you get to leave the island and you you go on like a magical cruise and basically what actually happens is it's not that they're basically been farmed by people in the real world so that should they get cancer or anything they can then get the organs that uh, have been cloned yeah. okay. okay there's a couple and of films they, like they that. have yeah. they have certain memories from that person implanted in them and it's kind of a conflict thing but basically when they leave the island they're basically being harvested for replacement so for example if you're in a car accident and you know you need a new body that's what you're for so that was when I was watching this, I, I kind of thought about that, which is obviously done on a massive budget, yes. quite ridiculous and fantastic. Um, but there is kind of a bit of emotion in that, and you—it's—it's it's very different because they're completely different films, but they're kind of getting at the same thing, but they're done in different ways. So it was kind of interesting in my viewing experience, anyway, to sort of compare the two. Do you think it actually? Need, I don't think it needed to have any kind of budget to it because I think yeah. the. I think if the script was tighter and how they told it was tighter, then that would have made for a better film. I yeah. don't think they actually needed more money. This does not need more money. No. It needs some extras because the idea of urban landscape is just incredibly bleak. And there's a point where she buys an hour in a kind of isolation chamber and you just think, well, how is this different from being in your flat? You know, there's nobody, there's just nobody around <laughs> yeah. in this film in a weird way where mm. you think, well, the only way that... The only way urban life is going to go is more busy, not less busy. Anyway, but was, my main argument... There was a slight hint that they might have been in, um, what do you call it? Singapore. Uh, no, like... <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> actually, it, it seems to be somewhere or like Canary Hong Wharf Kong, like or, a kind of yeah, yeah. But there was also a hint that it was like a gated community, which might be part of it. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so but, kind of but isolation my, again because of technology. My problem with this film, apart from the fact that it's got the prototype problem, which I think actually you've nailed the problem there. The other problem is that the the stories are too linear. The agenda of the main character is, I need to make money so I can send my daughter to a posh school. The obstacles she comes up against are financial. She has to make a decision to do with this, you know, do this thing in order to make money. It's like, that's a very, very linear story. Can I have money from this person? No. Can I have money from this person? No. What do I do? Oh, maybe I do this. The daughter doesn't have an agenda apart from being that, tiger mommed kid he's a passive verb that doesn't exist <laughs> there's a backstory that's interesting about the cousin lily and an affair that the mum had with but but it's, there's nothing happening there so there isn't anything there it's yeah, just it's, you it's go oh that's an interesting backstory nothing ever comes of it apart from at, after she has done the transplant they call her up and say yeah we'll give you some money yeah, but so they come on board late. in the end, and then and then the guy who is her direct line manager at her business, she's had some affair with. Still not very interesting, though. No. So I, got, I want some kind of... I'm not a screenwriter, and I don't know how this works, but like, there's a lovely thing in a TV series I've been watching recently, Jonathan Norrell and Mr. Strange. I don't oh, know wow. whether you've seen that. Yeah, I've seen but it. it's about a magician who cannot help but perform these incredible wizardry acts of magic which do these insane things and he's trying to be good but he can't and it's like you're kind of like oh i see what you're doing you're trying to do one thing but because you're so powerful you're doing another thing and then you have to work around it there is nothing going on in this film it's just i need money for this can i have it no can i have it maybe i do this okay now i do it it doesn't work very well the end it's I, just I, like, I don't, I don't know if i'm going to agree with that because there so there is a reason why she had an affair with the fella because they have to give the fella a reason to give her 
sorry, so she had an affair at some point or something like that, some kind of backstory with her boss. And the reason why that there is there is made implicit is because he advises her not to undergo the treatment and tells her what the side effects are. So it means that we knew that she went in to this with her eyes open. She wasn't going into it passively. So okay. the, the whole reason for the that contact was was entirely that, I think. But but also to think that it's only the financial misses all the, the, the politics of this. You know, the, the fact that there this is... There is politics in it, but in terms of watching, it's like... It's just, it doesn't make for a compelling film. Oh, yeah, they're there, I'm with you, I mean. actually. That's the thing, because <laughs> so yeah. that's, that, that's a big problem with this. It's still only, dull, unfortunately. Yeah, there's no, yeah. Th- I mean, with the consequence of her not having this money is basically the kid doesn't get to go to a private the school. school. And yeah. there's no real, we don't really see, like, kind of a dark side, you know. There isn't that, you know, people living under the streets, and if you don't get into this school, you're going to have to, like, eat rats yeah, in the sewers. There's so one kid there's in a bush. Kid yeah. In the bush. Yeah. Which I think is... It's Where not the end of the from? world. You that know, was it's, weird. There's, no, there's never any real danger that she's not going to get another job or she's not going to find... There's never any... It, this is, is what's going to happen, and there's no danger, and it's... That's true, actually. So you wanted, like, the underground in Demolition Man. That's exactly what I wanted, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. yeah, well, some some actual kind of, you know, really Danger bad or, shit that yeah. happened. Well, you know, there's just... maybe, like, another... Half, the city's in half and they're being moved into, yeah. the, like, the dangerous Because what we do see in terms of an idea of what could happen in the worst-case scenario is a lady very happily fishing and a lady dressed fairly well asleep on a bench. And it's like, okay, I see what you're doing here and saying about, you know women not getting jobs to be under a certain age, but they don't look that... They're not starving to well, death. Maybe that's where I did need the budget, was to show the dark side better. Mm. Yes. It's like they never left. There's there's insinuations throughout that they're in a gated community of some kind, but they never show you the outside well enough. I'll give it that. So I think part of the problem is that how can you emote with someone... I guess we don't know what the public school system's like there. You don't know if it's a, if it's a hellhole. And so if the fact that this kid can't get into well, a school, is that is that... Because in here and right now, if you can't afford to send your kids to a private school, then it's not that bad. It's not that yeah. much of a problem. She's this kind of This girl seems very intelligent. Hmm. And with a mum behind her who wants her to do well, yeah. there's every chance that she will actually do quite well in her life with that kind of setup, even though she's a single parent. But the fact that, oh no, she can't get enough money to send her daughter to a private school means that I have to change my body completely and that's a horrible life to leave that seems like i, I would never that's a hot, that's a ridiculous decision so again that's kind of a sets you away from the actual conundrum that she seems to be facing and, mm. to me, and also once she's obviously paid the, the money towards the school there's no kind of planning for the future yeah so if she's done this thing and presumably the money she gets is for that and then no she also gets to keep her job that's she was being oh, sacked nice. she's been kept as this new person so there's an ongoing thing. It's not. Okay. I pay more attention than you guys. Is that what this? Yeah, <laughs> I think. No, that's true. But it just, no. it just yeah, doesn't I seem like a. It's just not got much to it. That's but, the problem. It, it's like because the, of the, the side effects, though, because she's not this great. You know, she's fairly ill-looking and has to take constant medication. She's not a great advert for that anyway. So would, and effectively, would they keep paying her? I well, mean, it's, it's, we there is a sign again that it worked because you see lots and lots of people being again nearly all. Nearly all women. Well, and she's making some. She's making some solid presentations to a bunch of people about how great it is, and she's lying, and she's taking these shots every two hours, which has to do and everything. But it it's like ultimately the 
the peril of it is not huge. Well, the, the closest thing to peril is that she's losing herself, that this is no longer the same person. Like the peril is actually that effectively she, it kind of unveils, it's sort of reveal, reveal, spoiler alert, it's not a great reveal because it's revealing that the original body dies, the original brain dies, and that the copy is not the same. So again, the reveal is the prototype problem. But yeah, yeah. If, if you're going to have like, sorry, if I'm thinking, because again, we're talking about like, you're saying the closest thing you can imagine to this is the island. The closest thing I can think to is, uh, do you know the original Ghost in the Shell movie? Mm. The right? manga film. Yeah, like, I, I really love that, again, because I, I told you I'm a sci-fi snob when it comes to these things, but that's something which explores the idea of memory transplant, because they've got, they got brain hackers in that. So they give people motives for murder by giving them brain, by giving them memories. See? Interesting. Yeah, and that's the thing, <laughs> is that I would say that is a better movie, and does some of the sort of philosophy of this one better. This is This is very light touch, but there was something about it. I enjoyed it. Like I, I, I still did. Yeah, I did get to a point where I was wishing for mayhem and death, and a budget and a giant robot to kill something. But I was swept along by it. It's it's a setup and a scene setting thing for a thing that is interesting, but it isn't interesting. Yeah. It kind of it, it sets it all up in quite a good way, and then the actual characterization and dialogue and plot kind of just falls by the wayside or just never does, reaches just the wayside it, people have not kind of they haven't crunched it enough yeah. like they've just gone oh maybe this could happen and then and then this and and you're like yeah that sounds reasonable do you not, think no it's not good enough we've got to really make sure that there's stuff going <laughs> do you on think maybe film. they've just tried to play it a little bit cool and tried to keep it you know kind of ambiguous and and sort of you know this could happen but we really want you to think about what if this could happen yes. and it's an in, it's intentionally been left but then you have to ask why has a film been made it's like this is this is a realistic story of something which could happen in about 250 years maybe but it's not the film to make it's like it's one thing that could happen but it's not the film to make the film to make is the one that happens when they've sorted it out with the interesting person or the film to make is one by somebody who is absolutely obsessed with the kind of like detritus of capitalism, like somebody who's obsessed with shopping, buys everything, has no soul. You know, she's quite reasonable. She's a real tiger mom. And that is that is the only kind of, that is her character. There is nothing else to her character apart from that she wants her kid to go to the best school. And you kind of think, well, okay, but what else does she what else is she into? We don't know. We've got no idea. So she wants her kid to go to a good school. Okay, I don't particularly like that protagonist. If that's her character, that's not that's not compelling me it's to not root very for her. No. The kid is just a product of that and has no you know, she's quite depressed. And you're like, Yeah, well you would be. <laughs> I mean she's being forced through all this stuff and she's really kind of being you know, like her life is being dictated by her mom. She doesn't really have much fun, the kid. She hasn't got... There's no fun in the future for children, apparently. I've got a theory, actually, that's just occurred to me. I think maybe it's a mistake. Was it tried to make itself believable by being bland? Is that a thing? Believable what? Believable that's a quote being bland. from the poster. Yeah, I think so. Believably bland. Yeah. Like being bland. Because you know the way... Well, that, then they achieve that. Yeah. But I, I think that's a mistake. Like, that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not... <laughs> It's they not achieve that, and it thing, doesn't it? make it an enjoyable film. You can't aspire to that kind of thing. I aspire for blandness. I think we should step to the scores, guys. I think there's... You want to get to the nub of this? 
what can i just can i just one more thing yes right just imagine that the matrix was made by these people oh it was, this would never have been that okay so film. so neo goes to work meets someone at work has a conversation by a water cooler talks about how he really wants to buy a new flat and move to a new area and how he's got a parking ticket right i'm there <laughs> That's all happening to Neo in this film made by these people. And then and then somehow he notices something that's wrong in his workplace because a cat walks past his desk twice. Why is there a cat in his workplace? We don't know. Anyway, but then he somehow manages to bust out of the Matrix and discovers that he's a body in a pot. And then he goes, oh. And he looks at the the camera and goes oh this is all look it's not happening at all nothing was and then it's the end that's the matrix made by these people it's like it's not interesting there's no characters nothing happens yes it's believably bland that is not an aspiration for a filmmaker so in my view so the matrix made by these people is he discovers he's in the matrix he discovers he's in the matrix and, and he wakes up and discovers that everyone else is also in the matrix it's, yeah. it's a very but there good are analogy. cats in that future there's no animals in this future. Is there animals? I don't Where know. Where are the animals? I don't know. The, actually, I think the thing you, you've really hit on there is that they're basically, The Matrix and this are both films which wish they were Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> well, maybe. But I mean, like, right, you don't need Morpheus in The Matrix. You don't need most you of You don't Matrix. need any of them, in fact. You just need Neo. You need a person oh, as a protagonist. Okay, Craig, if you're going to start picking apart The Matrix, film. that's a whole other podcast. Well, and the no, problem with The Matrix is that you don't need The Matrix and you don't need But The Matrix is compelling and interesting and fascinating. And this film is none of those things. No, The Matrix thinks it's cleverer than it is. This thinks it's cl as clever as it is. Mm. It's just not that interesting. Should we get to the... Let's get to the scores. Yeah. <laughs> before i stop making any more analogies so simon this is your film you're going to take the lead on the scoring recommendability score i'd give it i'd give it a, a three because actually the thing is that i wouldn't recommend it to everybody but the people i know who would like this i think would really like it okay and yeah let's stick with that now rachel i couldn't recommend it because whilst what it what i thought it was going to be would be interesting that isn't the film they've made and it doesn't do anything interesting <laughs> i'm actually annoyed yeah. about it now <laughs> i was quite sanguine about it earlier and now i'm annoyed so one helen i'm gonna i'm gonna go straight down the middle and give it two and a half i think there's a there's a lot of very interesting things in it and it does some things very well but it's completely devoid of emotion and is quite bland but it is ambitious and i do admire them for having made it and i just wish that it could have been a different film yeah i think i'm gonna give it one because there are films there's like that justin timberlake film in time which is hang on what <laughs> there's a justin timberlake <laughs> film there's lots. Well, there's he's, a social network. Yeah. he's a proper actor. Yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, is he's, he? he's done loads yeah. of films. I told you I haven't seen any so films. It's, it's this is why you shouldn't write down any of my scores. <laughs> I don't know anything. So he's a good actor in the film. The, the premise of In Time was a good film, but it just didn't have... It just couldn't carry the weight of the of the idea, of the concept of couldn't the Couldn't carry the weight of the trouser snake. Of the trouser snake. <laughs> for longer than half an hour. But at least... I'm not going to go into the, inside, uh, the story of In Time now, but I thought the crux of the idea of in time was a better story than this was 
and ultimately it was a better film. I just don't think the idea or how they portrayed it carried that much weight. So I just don't think, I just can't think of many people I would say, yeah, go and watch it because I don't think it's that they've done it in an interesting enough way to even suggest it to people. I, do you know, like, okay, maybe the reason why I've given it more than you guys is because ultimately I, I would, so if you meet somebody yeah. and they think that, I really like sci-fi movies because I love all that stuff that Tom Cruise does. You know, if, if they think that that's what, you know, if they think the, the Edge of Tomorrow and, yeah. you know, all, if they think that's the totality of sci-fi, which is actually genuinely what people, generally people think. When people go to see a sci-fi movie, they're expecting robots, they're expecting death, they're expecting large fighting spectacle. Mm. I would tell those people to go see this knowing that they would hate it, but they'd be better humans afterwards. Because they understand sci-fi better? No, because they at least have had seen a scope. Like, mm. I, I think, actually, the reason why I really recommend this is because if you did like sci-fi, then you're not being served by what is the mainstream. This is at least providing an alternative. I'd say I did genuinely like a lot of the ideas that it has in it, and it's it is, you know... For a science fiction film it kind of ticks all the science fiction boxes for me it just it doesn't quite follow through on them on that's the what ideas. i mean it's, i like I, I really appreciate they tried the idea but i just think there's a better film concept and film altogether out of it and it's just not this and it, without that whole kind of package i think it does fall there's just no real there's no real i wasn't engaged by anything i wasn't engaged by the idea i like the idea but it ultimately doesn't work but so i is, think that's like does does that mean because like okay because I'm fighting my corner here sorry there's a reason <laughs> does that mean you'd recommend like a Michael Bay Transformers awful awful movie over this do, do you see what I mean yeah. like if that's the spectrum you would actually oh no but I'd be able well, to recommend well it depends what you want out of a film doesn't I'd it I'd be able to recommend yeah, that to does. more people I'd be able to recommend I'd know people who would get more out of that I think I'd probably give Mike I'd probably give Transformers three a zero. I've never seen it, but already I'd probably give it a zero. But I know more. I think I know more people who enjoy yes. Transformers three than I know people who would, if I recommended this, this, would kind of say, "Dude, why?" <laughs> You'd no lose kind of, friends if yeah. you recommended There's this no, to people. But you'd be left with better harsh. friends. That's no. it. You'd Some be friends. left with the good ones. This Some is the way of <laughs> separating. This is the acid test film, is it? Repeat viewing. Ah, so, so you'd end up with better friends. Yeah, I see. So you're see you honing your friend group by this film. This is the sort of person we're dealing with here. <laughs> so repeat viewing, Simon. How often will you watch this again? How I would watch it again. Okay. And I think I'd get something different out of it. I wouldn't watch it. I don't think I'm going to see it many times. It's never going to become a favourite, but I would watch it again. So I'd give it maybe a four. Rachel? I would say it uh, improves with seeing it again. It's worth seeing it twice. Have you seen it twice? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I but did her watch, other body did. She I did watch remember. some of it this morning because oh, okay. it's a long time since we watched it, and I thought I could just do the reminder myself of, of like what happens and stuff. I didn't watch all of it anyway. But the point is, like, I got quite a lot out of watching it for a second time because I was like, oh, that's why. Okay, that makes sense. So you reckon it's, there is nuances to it that can easily pass you by? Well, yeah, and and you can not quite understand the significance of some of the conversations that are being had because they're quite abstract they're quite abstract conversations really like when jennifer ella comes and visits her and talks to her nothing is actually discussed in terms of this plan it is all 
passive aggressive. That's mm. not quite the right. But she's talking to her about how her life is and how it's going and blah, blah, blah. She's not saying, do you know what you should do? You should become a prototype for our company, for our product that you're selling. That's what you should do. This is not that sort of film. So it's a it, it's much more realistic than that. So she just visits her and goes, hey, we haven't seen each other for a while. Da, da, da. It's all like completely all in the subtext. So that's why it's worth watching again. So if it's your kind of film, then watch it twice. That's what I would say. Therefore, what? <laughs> Where does this leave us? No, Give us I'm a gonna... number. Okay, right, three. That's a convoluted three. Yeah. Hello. I'm going to give it a one. I mean, I can't see when I'd watch it again, but if it happened to be sort of on when I was in the room, I'd I'd probably sit through and watch some of it again. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go out of my way to see it again. Mm, I'd watch it, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say I'd never watch it again. Like, I can't. I'll never. I'll never watch Transformers one and two again <laughs> to bring in Michael Bay. But I can't. I can't see when I'd watch it. Just not that interested. Small screen score. Again, I'd have to. Give, I'd say it's. I'd give it a four because there's no reason to see this in the, on the, the cinema screen at all. Right. None. No. It's, the, it's the, actually. <laughs> it's a domestic film for a domestic situation. Do you think this was made for the cinema? I haven't looked. In, I haven't researched this. But was this made for the big screen? I think it did. I mean, it, it, it went into Sundance and everything. It went ah, into truth. quite a few of the uh, major, well, the, the, the major indie film festivals. So it did get a a release and it was presented uh, in a cinematic format. It, I, it I would have been disappointed. Sort of, it is a cinematic film rather than a TV film. But but it's done so badly, really. If you're if you're going to do a cinematic film. In order to justify the budget that that requires, the plot has got to be, and the dialogue and the characterization has got to be there, and it's not there. So I can't really, this is very difficult to translate Actually, into a small it. screen score, but it's not really a small screen film. It should be a big screen film, and it should be a lot better. So, two? Yeah, um, do you know what? I might take mine down slightly. Can I go to three? Aye, of course you can. But it's because, yeah, it's not, because it's not a big movie, but... If we're thinking of the fact that Black Mirror is not a movie, but looks but it is in a small screen, it yeah. looks better. Yeah. Helen. Yeah. A three. I mean, it it kind of works watching it as a TV movie. It it does kind of have that sort of TV movie feel, which again, like you've said, for its budget and some. I mean, I I believe the director is quite famous. I think after I think she did a film called Afterlife or something. So she's reasonably sort of on the radar and the fact that it was obviously presented, I think it was Sundance, you kind of export, expect more from it. But, you know, it does it does work watching it kind of in the Netflix format on the yeah. laptop TV size. I'm going to give it a three straight down the middle. No, yeah, it's, it's for the TV, not for the cinema. I was just, yeah, not that interesting. Engagement score. Oh. <laughs> well again because this this is the thing is ultimately it's a bit dull okay but it's a bit dull and we've had a genuinely heated discussion about it and i've obviously thought about this more than i realized <laughs> so maybe a three mm. but have we now kind of would you have given it a higher before we came in and had sort of this discussion no i'd have probably given it lower because it because it is so downbeat because it is so soft i'd have given it lower because it doesn't didn't hold my attention greatly but it has 
left a mark on thinking. I've thought about it. Mm. So I have to give it that. Credit where credit's due, I guess. Yeah, I... We sound really reluctant. I'm gonna have Who's to. Gonna... I'm gonna have to smack this film down somehow, and and it just, like, I have thought about it, but I wouldn't have watched it all the way through <laughs> unless I was doing it for something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, would you say there's better? Films and actually, doing the same? there there are bits of it that I'm annoyed with how slow it is. Yes. So I am. Yeah, I'm gonna give it one and a half. Sorry. Is that you laying the smackdown? That's me. Well, I just, I, yeah. It that gives me an overall score for this film of one point eight, which is about how I feel about it, out of five. Yeah. So I'm happy. Helen. I mean, I'm going to give it a two point five. I, you know, I, I was kind of intrigued to see how it did all kind of play out, but it is very slow, and you know, I wasn't enthralled or particularly engaged throughout the whole thing, but. You know, there's some films that I've really not wanted to see the end of and had to kind of stick with it, and this I was vaguely interested in. But it, yeah, there's no moments in it that even if you are kind of messing about on your phone or a bit distracted, that kind of jolt you back into it to kind of give you that bit of interest or yeah. bits that you might have kind of switched off and then something happens and you go, oh, how did they get there? Maybe I need to go back and see that, you know, I think maybe I went to the toilet and didn't even pause it or something like that. So it's it's kind of that vibe. So straight down the middle. I'm going to give it a two because I just kind of thought it was just kind of, really? Still going on? Okay, good. It's not that long though. Yeah, but that's it. It's just, I wasn't, with films I'm not engaged with, I'm on I'm Wikipedia and I'm checking out maybe the actors and what's going on. But with this one, I just wasn't even that interested yeah. to to find out what the backstory was behind it, I think. So, so overall score, 2.3. Wow. Not the worst. Nowhere near the best. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Two and a bit stars. Two and a bit stars. I yeah. want, I do genuinely want to see it given some money and made again. Hollywood do, remake is calling. Uh, yeah. Or maybe, or maybe again, that, that there, there are other films which do some of these things better, such as, look for, for interest and exploration of memories, watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind mm -hmm. and Ghost in the Shell instead for a realistic view of the future watch children of men instead you know i think if i think it's someone got... could make a film that kind of brought all three of those films together it would be mega yeah like and maybe this is this, this was is tried and failed I prototype guess, but... for that film <laughs> yeah <laughs> Guys, believably like, bland yeah believably bland can we yeah sign off with a brief reminder to whoever's listening Oh, yes. Um, if you, are, if you want a very, you. very interesting view of the future, listen to our podcast, Level Up Human, which investigates where humans should go next in terms of evolution. Yeah, we've got great guests. We've had Robin Ince. We've had, else lately, Daniel Ward. Hugh Dennis. Hugh Dennis. Alice Roberts. Lots of other people. Marcus de Sotoy. Yeah, if you want to hear what him. these people think we should do with our species. Awesome. Listen. We'll link to your Twitter handles and everything and the website in the show notes. So guys, if you're listening, please head over there if you want to know more about Level Up Human and everything that these guys are up to. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming up. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks to our awesome guests, Rachel and Simon. You can find them on the Level Up Human podcast. As always, you can find us at Pod on Twitter. Come say hi agree disagree we'd love to hear from you all the listings for this episode and all the episodes are on our website flickswatcher.tv 
don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a lovely review. Thank you, thank you, thank you a million times to GL Productions for their superb editing skills and also the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes. Thank you.